Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. Good morning, H-Town. Time to go to work. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy Friday to you. Happy oh. Football Friday to you. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about this Colts game, and I, I got to be honest with you. I don't even know what outcome I'm looking for. Yeah, you I'm, do. This is, excited. this is as excited as I've been since maybe, I don't know, when maybe around the Raiders game. Because the Raiders game, it almost looked like, hey, wait a second. Maybe Davis Mills, maybe there's maybe there's something here with Davis Mills. I will, uh, I will counter. I was excited for the Browns game just because of the whole Deshaun storyline. But that was but that was uh, that was a one very much a one time kind of thing. I was, uh, I, I you know yeah I'm excited for this because of the ramifications for the future for this with this game. You know that the Texans lose this game, and they're sitting atop the perch headed into the 2023 draft, and that my friends is good for content. You know the Browns game to me it felt more like like I'm a, I'm a horrible horrible golfer. Usually I blame my neck or back issues uh, when I beg out of, of playing golf. And I got to be honest with you, that's only about 10% true. I just suck at golf, mostly because I have a massive chest. It gets in the way of my swing. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not it at all. <laughs> that used to be a valid excuse. But if I were to hit a hole in one, I'd kind of be like, that's cool, but it like skill had nothing to do with it. Right. It, had, it really had nothing to do with me. Like, all right. And now if I were a scratch golfer and I hit a hole in one, I'd be like, hell yeah. That's what you that's what you're looking for. That's what years and years of practice have done. So the Cleveland Browns game felt a little bit like that. It's like, okay, well, this is kind of a weird one off occurrence. It's only gonna happen once in our lives. And uh maybe maybe it ultimately works out. Yeah. And then you also realize, oh yeah, with any with a viable NFL quarterback, you would have beat Deshaun Watson. Yep. So we, we were right back to being crappy golfers again. I at got the you. End of it, at the end of it, I'm like, okay, great. Like, people booed Deshaun, but we still suck at golf. I was wondering where you were going with that analogy, and it <laughs> turns out it was the perfect analogy. You're not the only one. <laughs> I was out midway over, through that one. And I, was like, I gotta, I gotta wrap this thing up somehow. Out over my skis, yeah. <laughs> so, um, we'll, we'll, we'll I was get... on the, I was in the tee box trying to hit it 400. 400 yards with a putter is what I was yeah, trying to yeah. do. So. Where am I going with this? Does that work, golf people? Text in. Where am I going with this? Um, <laughs> so um, we'll get to the Texans and the Colts. Um, the big news yesterday was DeMar Hamlin is it was out of his coma. He opened his eyes. He was able to communicate, not verbally because he still got the tube, the breathing tube in his mouth, but he was able to move his hands, his feet. He's neurologically sound. 
He's able to ask if the Bills won the game. He did. Let's get to yeah. that because here his doctors did a press conference yesterday, a fairly lengthy media session. It was about 30 to 45 minutes long. But, the, yeah, as Seth pointed out, this was the big story from that press conference. Yeah, I mean, he was able to communicate uh, in writing, um, and he is uh, unable to speak with us yet as he uh, still has a breathing tube in, and we're still assisting him with uh, ventilation. Uh, so the um, you know when he was communicating with us uh, last night and then again today, that's been in writing. And uh, you know to paraphrase uh, one of our partners, you know when when he asked, did we win? The answer is yes. You know, Demar, you won. You won the game of life, uh, and that's probably the most important thing out of this. And we really need to keep him at the center uh, of everything else that's going on. That so we really want to ensure a good outcome for him. So what what the doctor is referring to there, Demar, literally Demar Hamlin's first question when he came out of the coma was, did we win the game? Yeah, which is pretty cool. <laughs> and the doc said, uh, "The doc said you won the game of life." Yeah. I like to think that Demar Hamlin after that was like, "Cut the cute crap, <laughs> right, right." Like, okay, uh, I can tell by your response that we lost. So, <laughs> well, I was okay. So, Seth, I was thinking about that yesterday. I was th- I was thinking about this, and, and unfortunately, and they didn't lose. By the way, everybody, this is uh, that's another part of the news this morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right, right. We'll get to the the yeah. the ramifications of the postseason in a little bit, but. Um, I, that's the first thing I thought of yesterday as I'm watching this press conference is what was what was DeMar Hamlin's reaction when they found out that they basically shut down football for two days, including shutting right. down that game because of why you're here right now. Right, yeah. I don't yeah, and who knows, I mean, how much they shared with him how much info they fed yeah (laughs) they got a heart issue page of the event (laughs) yeah Yeah. like i mean that's a dicey scenario i would imagine when somebody's in a situation a precarious situation like that you don't want to feed them too much too fast and overwhelm them right but you're right i mean and you know i think whenever you're in that like anybody's been through surgery or long illness or like a car wreck where somebody's in and out of consciousness a lot knows that it's just all a it's a blur yep. for those first however long it is, and your kind of your sense of time is disrupted. So I'm sure, I'm sure he's kind of just blurry about the whole thing yeah. right now. Uh, except they, they did uh, they did also inform him that his charity was up to over seven million dollars yeah. yesterday, which I would imagine is pretty overwhelming too. Honestly, like that's yeah, I know that's, that's, that's a like, lot to process, that man. Stress me out a little bit. Hey, everybody, if I'm ever in that situation, don't tell me about like some financial windfall. Right, that's right. a whole nother. Uh, it's a whole. It's a lot of stress. <laughs> the, you know what? The, what would have been funny is if they shared with him. You hit your goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twenty five hundred bucks. No, and and you know what? The more of all people. Adam Schefter is the guy that kind of put things in perspective for me yesterday. Wow. Schefter usually sucks at the human stuff. That's an upset of the century, right? Yeah, I know, there. I know, I know, I know. But when he was explaining why, and this is part of the whole deal that we'll talk about, why the NFL is not going to replay that Bengals-Bills game, uh, and there's a few scenarios that will play out because of that, you know, Schefter just simply said, they, people just felt like that it's bad mojo, you know, which is like a pretty casual way of phrasing it exactly. I think that's right. There, there would be – when I went through the exercise of replaying that game, that's just some eerie, weird stuff. It would yeah. just have a bad feel to it. Yeah. If there's ever a time to throw out the analytics and everything and just go like, ah, I don't know, man, this is just, this is just too weird. I, I feel like this is it. They're going through some scenarios today as to what to do with with the standings at the end of the year. Obviously, there's still Week 18 left to play. So how it plays out specifically 
will remains to be seen. And and some of it has to do with what happens in the playoffs too. But I guess the bottom line is it looks like and we won't have time in this segment, but we'll maybe a little later on in this hour or a little later on in the show, we'll get to some of the scenarios that were <clears throat> that were proposed and kicked around. Um it looks like the leader in the clubhouse right now, Seth, is that if the AFC championship game involves any of the teams that will have wound up playing fewer games, i.e. the Bengals or the Bills, and the the and that game could have potentially affected who would be the one seed. Yeah. Is that they'll play assuming that it's Kansas City and Cincinnati or Kansas City and Buffalo, that they'll play that on a neutral field. That's the that's what they're gonna kick around today. Nothing's been finalized yet, yeah. but that appears to be the leader in the clubhouse is that there is a there's a decent chance that the AFC title game will be played on a neutral field somewhere. And I think that, I, I mean, we're two years removed from all the contingencies they had in place for COVID. Yep. At which point, everybody in the league basically said, all right, well, it's not going to be perfect. We're just going to roll with it and not worry about it. And now, as much guff as uh, Ron Rivera took last week for not knowing the playoff scenario, I fully excuse any coach right now from worrying too much about exactly what the scenario is, you know? Just like, okay, we're at the end of it. We got to win our games, and there we go. I'm not going to worry about it. I, I'm usually pretty good with this stuff at, like, playing it out and going, okay, yeah. here's this, here's this, here's that. I'm not going to lie. Like, I had to read this one several times to make sure I didn't botch it today. <laughs> like, really? and, and my, yeah. Well, my takeaway was – my takeaway was – as I'm reading the granular detail of all the what-ifs, I'm like, okay, this is super not radio-friendly right yeah. now. Dude, you know what all of this is, playoff scenario to me? It's the, uh, it's the Krebs cycle. Do you remember the Krebs cycle, Sean? I don't. I don't. Krebs, Explain. The Krebs cycle is cellular respiration, and they, it's, oh, like, yeah. it's like 12 steps, and it's yeah. an ATP, yes. and all that stuff. I didn't mindset. know that's what it was called. Yes, oh, I do know what yeah. you're talking about. Well, it's about. a Krebs cycle. It's another couple things, too. Um, it's a citric cycle? I don't know. But like, <laughs> you get into that thing, and you're like, nope. Nope, not going to be a biology major. I'm good, whatever. I'm done with this. If you try to... Kids, take your time with the Krebs cycle. Watch a bunch of YouTube videos. If you try to cram for it the night before your finals, you will quit and have to resort to playing professional football. (laughs) And you don't want that. Trust me. Trust me. Or hosting radio, yes. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be a radio schlep. Shock jock. (laughs) Shock jock. All right, um, bottom of the hour, we will get to... um, the Texans and the Colts. We'll take a look back. Jeff Saturday is a big story in this game because of his sheer ineptitude, not just as a Colts head coach, but as an interim head coach. We've got some great factoids for you oh. on that. Great <laughs> factoids. We'll go and we'll go back and, and relive Jim Ursay's press conference where he introduced the great Jeff Saturday. That's fun to look back at. Yeah. Um, but up next, Andre Johnson. The case for Andre Johnson. He met with the media yesterday to talk about his Hall of Fame candidacy. We'll hear from the GOAT next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's a Miller Lite football Friday on Sports Radio 610. Here's Payne and Pendergast. Andre Johnson is one of 15 finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The list was announced earlier this week. It's his second time making it this far. Last year, he made it to the final 10. This year, we'll see. We'll know by Super Bowl weekend if he makes it in 2023, if he's on his way to Canton. Andre met with the media yesterday over at NRG Stadium, and uh, here's what he had to say about his body of work. I never really put too much thought into what everybody else thinks. Um, but, you know, to achieve, have this, you know, achieve this accomplishment, I think it uh, just showed that people did pay attention to the things that I did do. Um, so, you know, it's just, you know, it's out of my control. You know, I, I feel like I've, I've did everything that I've needed to do to, uh, you know, to achieve the accomplishment, and, you know, we'll see what happens. I would agree with that. There, there was a cut that made the rounds. I, I don't have the audio of it here. I apologize. But there was a cut that was making the rounds. It was a clip they showed on TV this morning on the news as well about him kind of, it looked almost campaigning, pointing out, I never played with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. I never played Hall of Fame this, Hall of Fame that. I, I would like to point out, it was a direct answer to a question about that specific topic. He wasn't, I, he, I don't know that was, Andre's got that gene of campaigning for something like this. Well, <laughs> campaigning for something, and then it's also a little bit awkward that he has to, he almost has to smear his old teammates to, uh, to, to make the point. So you have to be very careful and delicate. Now, I shouldn't say smear because a smear is a smear if perhaps it's inaccurate. I guess he has to truth tell about some of his old quarterbacks, whether it's – well, let's see. Let's read the list, Sean. I got the list right here. Yeah. Doug, Doug Farrar, uh, noted uh, film guru, uh, NFL guy, says uh, – he tweeted this out yesterday. The list of quarterbacks Andre Johnson played with in order of adjusted net yards per attempt. I won't – for you with the numbers. In order of adjusted net yards per attempt. Right. Okay, so uh, from high to low, low to high. High to low. High to so low. basically best to worst. Best okay. to worst. The best, according to that metric that he played okay. with, was Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2014. Well, hells yeah. The problem is that I, the thing that probably lofted him up to the highest was one single game against Tennessee. <laughs> yes. yes. The, that was a year in which he'd been benched for Ryan Mallett yeah. at one point, yeah. and he had just an incredible game versus Tennessee at the right. end that skewed everything. Everything, everything. Now, I will put this is where I point out when I get to number two here. There is no minimum for number of attempts to make oh, this okay, list. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So Jake DeLome is on the, li- the list for, Hell yeah. for the week. A little bit of lanyap in your life. <laughs> week yeah. 17 game oh. in 2011. I Lanyap. miss the Delhomme days. Lanyap is a great. A lot of word. times, people, you know, I like Jake Delhomme was perfect for Houston 
because who knows about the silent H better than Houston? Uh, whether we're talking about Umble, yeah, whether we're talking about the way that some weirdos pronounce Houston, yeah, uh, or Jake Delhomme, Jake Delhomme, H. I like yeah. it. Uh, Matt Schaub is third. That's that, that's never heard of him. Yep, Matt Schaub. Yeah. Uh, Matt- Schaub, by the way, uh, very good. I, I I wish he was doing more media. He was really good when he was on with us. Last he was. Year. He was. Oh, you know what? That was when we had a different boss. We got to talk to our new boss about maybe. Get on job back into the fold. Yeah, yeah, he was really so, so he can be self-deprecating as he's talking about Andre potentially making this all. Right, right. So do, how do you feel when Andre said you're not a Hall of Famer, Matt? How do you feel about that? Yeah. Uh Matt Liner, that was like one game. Uh now we get into some of the ones. Were you uh Seth, were you teammates with Sage Rosenfels? Was his first I was, yeah. his first year here, your last year with the Texans? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got to know Sage a little bit. We still we still text every now and then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sage good guy. Uh he's fifth. Case Keenum, sixth. Yeah. Keenum, remember, when Keenum first came in, I know for at least a couple games, I was like, that's it. Yep. I believe all the I believe all the propaganda the Cougs have been throwing at me all these years. Yep. He is the guy. There's been a massive campaign against him to keep the world from knowing how great he is. He did have a connection with Dondre, and it seemed like he had actual like some kind of touch in the end zone with Andre, he did. which is something that no other quarterback had had. That was what was so magical about it, but it, it faded. It did. It did. It, yeah. it did fade. Um, Tony Banks, seventh yep. on the list. When did Banks play? He must have been. Oh, three. Carr get injured. Yeah, he yeah must I guess. Or, or maybe he came in at the end of some games. It would be weird if Carr was out, but Andre was still in. But yeah. Okay. Speaking of Carr, David Carr is next. He's eighth on the list. These are, again, if you're just getting in your car, this is the list of illustrious quarterbacks that Andre Johnson played his career with. As opposed to some other Hall of Fame wide receivers who have played with the likes of, I don't know, Peyton Manning, right, right. Here's Joe Ma- Montana. Here's Marvin Harrison's list. Peyton Manning. Yeah. That is all. <laughs> Pretty much. Probably say, you know what? We could say the same thing about Peyton Manning. Hmm? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm? He played with a bunch of Hall of Fame skill guys, yeah. Yep. Uh, Ryan Mallett, ninth on the list here. Yeah, that yeah. was a particular challenge for Andre Johnson. I would say so. I would say it so. Was, uh, Andre's a Superman, but you got to have arms like uh, whoever the who – is the, who is the rubber? The stretchy superhero? guy. I don't know. The stretchy guy. Plastic stretch, man. Slim yeah. Goodbody. Yeah, stretch, sli- no, stretch no, face. No. Slim Goodbody was the guy who wore the bodysuit on Captain Kangaroo. Long Kangaroo. Dong Wong. No, no. That's okay. Long Dong Wong. And, ben, do you, uh, ben like, do, you, do you know who the stretchy guy was, the superhero? Was it? No. Okay. All right. Why you doesn't usually he have a movie these? yet? Yeah. Because yeah. it's probably DC. DC had all the dumbest comics. That's right. Come at me, bros. That's right. That's right. Who's next? We've got four left. Tenth on the list, one touchdown, Jesus Yates. Isn't that weird that he's – that's a number uh, – oh, that's uh, that's by uh, – okay, so I'm, I'm surprised that Yates is is that low on the list. On the adjusted net yards per attempt with Andre yeah, Johnson. Cause for, yeah, because a lot of his reps came when the team was good. Yeah. Like, it was really good. So, you know, whether – you know what, though? Because this is average yards per attempt. So, when TJ came in in 2011 – a lot of it was okay. Hey, you got Arian Foster. Yeah, you got yeah. Let's just take it easy. Let's just dunk. churn yardage out and move the sticks. And yeah. yeah, I don't know how many snaps Andre played with Tom Savage, but Savage made the list. He's he's eleventh on the list. Um, the last Seth Payne teammate to show up on this list won David Ragone, number twelve Ragone, on the list. Is he was a was he a third round pick? He was. He was a third round pick. Yep. Dave I Ragone. liked I liked Dave Ragone. Dave Ragone was one of those kids who was. Uh, he was like a 48-year-old science teacher when he was 22 years old. Really? 
Very mature, yeah. He's a coach he's right, now, right? Yeah, he's the offensive coordinator of the Falcons. Ooh, okay. He's right, yeah, he's a, but he's a bright guy, and I liked him a lot. He just wasn't much of a quarterback. He was almost too—he's almost too conscientious to be a good quarterback. You know, the kind of guy that's like, uh, like, 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 uh, like, is trying real hard to do a good job and beats himself up over mistakes and everything. Yeah, like, uh, you're you're better off coaching. It's if you're gonna obsess over every little thing and all the failures, go into coaching. Coach, yeah. and he did doing good. Last one on the list, the only one with a negative average net yards per attempt, <laughs> Rex Grossman. <laughs> Rex Grossman, Super Bowl uh, participant. Right, yeah, not as a Texan, unfortunately. With Lovey Smith. Right, with Lovey Smith, yeah, 2006. Starting quarterback for the Bears. One year. of the only men in this century to have a 0.0 passer rating in a game with a certain number of attempts. Yes, we, we've yeah. unearthed some factoids over the last couple of days. <laughs> you know, there were some other, there were some actually good quarterbacks on that list, too. So sure. I don't need to, yeah, that's not the only indicator that Rex Grossman was an awful quarterback. I uh, I feel decent about Andre making it this year. I don't know why, but I feel yeah. even with the two guys who even with two spots, I think locks to be taken up by Joe Thomas and Darrell Revis. I I look at Andre against the other eleven guys, twelve guys, whatever it is. Yeah, twelve guys. The other twelve guys uh, that aren't Joe Thomas and Darrell Revis, and I look at it, I go, he's as, he's got as good a body of work, if not better, than all of these guys. As analytics become, you know, a little bit more entrenched in the NFL, not on the same, and it never will be on the same level as baseball or basketball because it's just harder to, just doesn't translate as well. Um, but I think that just as Billy Wagner is getting a whole lot more respect in Hall of Fame discussions because of the analytics, you can go back and you can say, okay, wait a second. We used to judge relievers by how many saves. Yeah. You know, like the same way we used to judge starters by how many wins. Just stupid stuff. And they're looking at it like, okay, well, wait a second. So Wagner doesn't have as many saves, but he's got, like, the highest strikeout rate of all time. Um, maybe that should count for something, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, likewise, I think with Andre, as, as more as you parse out the stats a little bit more, and it's not just a bunch of old fuddies smoking cigars talking about you know, what, what, what would Vince Lombardi have thought of this fella? Um, I think that helps Andre. I think it, when you start to look at things more rationally, you see just how good Andre was. I think the, the specific statistical area that probably helps him, Seth, is in that touchdown total that he has, which when you look at which is below what a normal Hall of Fame receiver would be. He's got like 70 career touchdowns, yeah. something like that, over the course of his career. That's significantly less than a lot of guys that played the same number of years and are either in the Hall of Fame or vying for the Hall of Fame. But I think if people dig a layer deeper on that, they'll look at the numbers and how, you know, what what type of attention Andre got in the red zone. The fact that he played his prime years, a lot of them, with with one of the best red zone running backs in football and Arian Foster, who just had a great nose for the goal line. So I think that'll, to your point, I think if there is a number that's held against him, I think it's that. I don't think people hold the team, the team's lack of success against Andre in any way. It would have helped probably if he played in a Super Bowl at some point just to raise the profile, but people know Andre Johnson. So no, and there are other you know there's there's notable other great wide receivers that I, I think it's almost become like a standard that if you are that big X classic X receiver um, that you just command too much attention in the red zone and it it, it affords Hampers opportunities you. for other guys. But yeah, I mean Calvin Johnson, same way. Um, Michael Irvin, different bucket. You know Michael Irvin got in mostly for his play, but the rubber stamp was the championships and yes. his role as a leader on yes. those teams. Just that so many people for the Cowboys, like other great players will say, no, you got to understand Irvin just, or Irvin was like a master motivator on the same level as Jimmy Johnson. A flood of texts coming in, Seth. The stretchy guy is Mr. Fantastic. 
apparently. Oh, that's why he never got a movie. It's yeah. a horrible name. Mr. Fantastic. It's, Mr. Fantastic. That Mr. sounds Fantastic. like a wrestler that shows up on Monday yeah. Night Raw and he's gone in like three weeks because his name sucked. And he gets repackaged as like a, an army soldier or something like that. Mr. Fantastic. Okay. Great superhero. <laughs> I wonder, Fantastic probably had a... Fantastic was probably a better adjective a long time ago, and then somewhere along the way, it got attached to a cleaning product. <laughs> yes. And, you know, it just... A fantastic... Ter- it took... A, it's a... It's like a... It's a eunuch of an adjective. It's just that it's got no oomph to it. Mr. Yeah. Fantastic is a guy in a top hat and knickers holding a cane, like cha-chaing to some Broadway music. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. Mr. Fantastic. He's like a less sexy Mr. Peanut. Right, right. <laughs> complete... Mr. Peanut's not all that sexy. He's not. He's not. The monocle helps, <laughs> but, but he's not. All right. Um, Jeff's... That's going to be my gimmick. You know, everybody wants to have some kind of gimmick on TV. Right. Like, what's his name? Is using the ascot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson. Yeah. I'm going to be the monocle guy. <laughs> You need to do that on KHO. Monocle and a pocket watch. Yes. I need this. I need this. I need this. And it's a new year, so you've got an excuse to do it. You're like, hey, it's a new year. It's a new Seth. It's my monocle. Monocle Monocle Seth. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, The Texans Texans play the Colts this weekend. I love I can't wait. Hold on. I'm going to Amazon. This is a a big game this weekend, folks. Texans and Colts. And we will explain why. And we'll also, I will give you a number that just shows how inept Jeff Saturday, their interim head coach, has been. That is next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's a Miller Lite football Friday on Sports Radio 610. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, here's Payne and Pendergast. All right, a great, great factoid here. Um, if you uh, if you hate the Colts. What is it? It's 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 a Jeff Saturday fact. I think you sent this to me yesterday, Seth. If I'm not mistaken, oh, yeah. I, let's, the fun thing will be if I remember uh, even what I sent. I, sometimes I sometimes I see stuff that I know you'll think is interesting, and I, it barely registers, and okay. I send it off. Okay, so it's news to me uh, once again. Um, Jeff Saturday factoid. This is from at Zach Hicks two on Twitter. Since 2010, there have been nine. Interim head coaches that have coached six or more games in a single season. Okay, nine yeah. interim head coaches that have coached no, sorry, eight or more games, eight or more games in a single season. Jeff Saturday, who will be coaching his eighth game on Sunday, is the only one of the nine to not lead the team to a better record in the interim than the coach they replaced. <laughs> yeah, I. You know what? And I'm uh, I'm guilty on this one. I'll take the L gladly on this. I I kind of had figured. Look. 
interim coaches in general don't do all that great anyway. So what's the big deal? Uh, it's kind of a big deal. I feel at the very least Nick Foles might feel like it's a big deal because uh, Nick Foles almost got murdered by Kayvon Thibodeau the other day. Yep. And I blame, I partially blame Nick Foles because he should have realized that a blitz was coming and he needed to get rid of the ball. But I also blame – I just blame Jeff Saturday for the fact that the running back <laughs> – the running back like ran past two free rushers yes. um, to, to get out on his route <laughs> on their way to Nick Foles. Yes. It was uh and then and that was the infamous uh Kayvon Thibodeau doing the snow angels and then the sleepy fans. The, oh, by the way, the Steph Curry celebration. It's the go to sleep, but it's the Steph Curry celebration. Well, yeah, so, but it, it, Steph's yeah. not doing it because he knocked a guy unconscious or pulverized his organs. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, I know. It was a bad look for Kayvon. I actually went, I did a YouTube video on this yesterday, and um, it ended with me, it ended with me, <laughs> it ended with me going back to watch a game from 2010 in which Ryan Clark claims that he was, uh, he was doing a rain dance around uh, um, uh, Muhammad Massaquai as he got knocked out by James Harrison. So, uh, <laughs> and, it, oh, and he was. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, it was it was crazy. I don't know if you remember this. It was a James Harrison hit of Muhammad Masakwai over the middle, and it was just brutal. I'm trying to remember, Muhammad was it? He was a receiver for the Browns. Am I right about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Case uh, Colt McCoy threw this pass. Okay. Well, that sounds about right. <laughs> 2010, and it was so gruesome. And the funniest thing was there's a flag on the play. And the announcers were chatting about what the, you know the flag and whether there'd be a suspension or a fine. Uh, official comes up to announce the the penalty, and it was uh, delay of game by the center for kicking the ball. Alex Mack, we got we're trying to clean this game up. Alex Mack, you can't be you can't be kicking <laughs> that was the ball. A flag, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, Harrison ended up getting fined for it, but anyway, Ryan Clark's big point. Just take a quick detour into the whole Kayvon Thibodeau things. Ryan Clark's point was, hey, he did a river dance <laughs> around Muhammad Massaquai because he was so excited. Mike Tomlin told him to shut up or to stop it. Um, you know, and it, this was, they were still trying to clean up the illegal hits in yeah, 2010. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it was that yeah, the part, what I took from it was, you know, James Harrison, he would always own it. He would get mad at the league, but he would own what he did mm -hmm. where Kayvon Thibodeau is acting like, oh, I didn't. I didn't even realize that he was injured <laughs> next to me. I've got – Sean, I slowed the video down. He looks over to his right, sees that Nick Foles is injured, changes the arc of his right snow angel hand as he continues the celebration for four more snow angel pumps. It was uh, it was pretty bad. It yeah. Pretty bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and then, and then he's just so indignant about it in the media this week, too. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's that, yeah. He's I'm a like savage, kind of, and I'm supposed to do this, and grr, ha, grr, ha. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, just own it. Own it. Say, uh, yeah, I shouldn't have done it. And, uh, yeah, I knew he was injured, but you, sometimes you get excited and rambunctious. Yep, yeah. yeah. Jeff Saturday was all mad because the O-lineman didn't go after Kayvon Thibodeau, didn't stick yeah. up for their guy, Nick Foles. So, again, Saturday is going to be coaching his eighth game this week on Sunday. He's the only one of the nine interim head coaches who have coached eight or more games in a single season to not lead the team to a better record in the interim than the coach they replaced, which means 
in the upper quartile of winners were in the top quartile of that upper quartile. I don't think so. I don't think he's that's in the, well. He's in the top quartile of losing games. He is. So he's the he's the best. That he, was God. God bless Twitter because that was the response that some guy left to it, and it was like, uh, I was like, oh, you. That's right. And he wasn't even a Colts fan. I'm that's like, right. oh, you. You glorious son of a bitch. How are people this smart wasting time on Twitter? Like, uh, like, <laughs> That's how I remember. Now now I'm remembering it was you that sent me that because you, you texted that to me and you're like, this is an elite response. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was the top quartile of the top quartile. Hey, let's go back. Let's go back in time, shall we? And um, let's go back to Jim Irsay's press conference when they introduced or when they announced <clears throat> that they would be hiring Jeff Saturday as the interim head coach. And Jim Irsay, here is Jim Irsay bragging about his hiring acumen it's an intuitive thing there's no rule book that tells you now now you should make a change now you shouldn't it's something um for being in the league 52 years it's intuitive um you know i've been thankful i i've never hired a losing head coach in my life uh the last interim head coach i hired became a Super Bowl winning uh, coach, Bruce Arians. So um, I've been fortunate and blessed um, on the path of uh, bringing in um, coaches, whether they're interim or, or head coach. I think the streak is over, Seth. I think he's... he's uh, well, unless, and yeah. this is what other Colts fans are saying, look, um, I think Jeff, if Jeff Saturday ends up delivering that, that team a franchise quarterback by way of being an awful interim coach, right. it would be very easy for Colts fans to say, hey, we get to keep loving Jeff Saturday. I think in, interim coach, I would actually say uh, interim coach might be the best job for a former great player of a franchise to take because if you do great, then you just cement your legend. If you do poorly, people are going to be very forgiving of you. Nobody in Indianapolis is going to blame Jeff Saturday for this being a lost season. Do you... That's an interesting one about them drafting a quarterback. Do you do you think the Colts, when they're healthy? I was looking at the roster this week just because I'm, you know, this game this game is going to take place on Sunday, so I wanted to be somewhat educated on the opponent. Um, they've got some big names that are injured and have been injured for all or most of the season. Shaq Leonard's their best defensive player; he's been out for most of the year. One of their best, him or DeForest Buckner. Um, similarly on offense, it's Quentin Nelson or it's Jonathan Taylor, but Jonathan Taylor is the bell cow. He's he's the guy that everybody's talking about rushing for 2,000 yards coming into the year. He's been banged up all year. The story on this team coming into the season was, man, they've got a roster that's ready to win at a high level if they could just find a quarterback. The roster is going to look very similar next year and presumably be much more healthy than it was this year. Do you see them using the, right now, be the fifth pick in the draft? On a quarterback with a roster that that uh, is, you know, if that if healthy is probably a better than average. I'm, I, I don't know if you I, agree well, with my assessment of their roster. I guess I should ask. Well, you I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what's, well, okay. So, what's your solution at quarterback? I well, Derek Carr. You know, like the, yeah. the the next in the long line of Colts bridge quarterbacks. Right. Exactly. Like I, I got to think at some point they're kind of tired of of bringing in a, a veteran that's disappointing or not highly sought after for whatever reason and saying like hey maybe we'll maybe we'll salvage the best of you here and they they may not get a look at picking in the top five again for another Son couple of years a bitch you know who it's gonna be damn it who it's tom brady it's gonna be to tom the colts brady. yeah it's, you an, think? It's, it's an indoor stadium oh okay yeah you think yeah indy if you were brady would you go play in Indy or Vegas? Vegas. Yeah. Amari, oh, gosh. Yeah. Devontae Adams. 
Okay, good. Yeah, so yeah, Brady's yeah. going to go to Vegas. Yeah, and he's got Josh McDaniels there. Well, of course, I don't. Yeah, man. Well, and they Jared Stidham's a free agent. I feel like, man, I wonder, in their heart of hearts, if Jared Stidham, Jared Stidham played a very aggressive game against a very good defense in the 49ers, and he threw a couple of picks, one of which was a tipped ball, you know, batted by a defensive lineman. So, again, credit the defense. Don't necessarily blame the quarterback there. He he had another pick that was, as he was, like, I would blame on him because he didn't have pocket presence or understanding, so he just lofted one up when he didn't have to. Um, he had another very near pick that could have been his fault, but he was doing it versus a really, really good defense. Like, this week, they don't play the 49ers defense, and I'm, I'm interested to see how Jared Stidham does. I wonder if Josh McDaniels, if Jared Stidham does really well, will think, oh, boy, we shouldn't have shown this to the rest of the league because Jared Stidham's a free agent, and we could have just – maybe we could have hemmed him up for uh, a, a reasonable deal where now they might have some competition. They, they, they might. You're, you're – um, and I'm not saying you're wrong by doing this. It seems like when you and I talk about Jared Stidham, you're putting a lot of stock in last week's game and potentially this week's game. Well, him. I'm putting a lot of stock in it partly because they didn't bench Derek Carr for no reason. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think they benched Derek Carr because they assumed that – they would lose. Well, they probably assumed they were going to lose with, to the 49ers regardless um, if, if they had to, you know, think realistically. But uh, I, I think that he wanted to see what he had in Jared Stidham at the very least. Yep. And that it, they, don't, they probably don't know exactly what they're going to do. Um, but it would make a nice – would Jared Stidham stick around knowing that Tom Brady's going to come in for what he claims is his last year or something? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, my guess is Jared Stidham's just probably, I don't know, he could probably go to the highest bidder, I guess. And not, not yeah. that there's going to be a Stidham bidding war or anything like that, but, you know, you strike while the iron's hot. He's, and he's going to have film against two of the better teams. I mean, like you said, against the 49ers last week, they played the Chiefs on Saturday yeah, I, this week. Look, I know it's, it's weird. I feel like this is because it's fresh and it, would, it, it happened at the very end of the year. There's plenty of precedent for guys having one good game and getting a respectable contract as a quarterback in yes. free agency. And we're living in an era now. Let's remember, when, a, when the most notable ones of those happened, like Rob Johnson or Matt Flynn, um, or that happened back when you could still, like, there was some level of success drafting quarterbacks in the first round. This, this decade has been abysmal in terms of quarterback success rate drafting in the high in the first round I think the Raiders might just say well yeah okay what are we going to do waste like two or three first round picks at some point looking for a quarterback or take Jarrett Sidham right now and give him a hefty you know a nice three-year deal yeah yeah we'll see uh one of Landry's fears Landry did that Armageddon uh scenario yesterday for the Texans yeah and his Armageddon scenario is that uh that the Texans go all Patriots south and sign Jared Stidham here as the starting quarterback. I'm all for it. I'm Team Stidham. I'll have T-shirts made. Landry and I will do battle over uh, over the the future greatness or failure of Jared Stidham. I like it. I like. I it. like this kid, man. I, I think he might be a little too brave for his own good, though. He takes a uh, he takes a lot of hits. Takes big he takes hits. A lot of hits. He's yeah. tough. He's tough. He's playing against the 49ers. That's what they do. They hit you. Joey Bosa. Yep. Nikki Nikki Bosa. Excuse me, Joey. Do you uh Do you want to listen to some more Jim Irsay? Floundering in a press All conference. All day long. That's okay. Let's, let's hit the juke I tried to box. make love to Jim Irsay. Uh, pause it right there, Ben, on the cut. Pause it. Yeah. When you cut that up, pause it right after Jim Irsay. I try yeah. to make love to Jim Irsay. 
end of the Excellent. cut. All right. Um, I'm not. I'm not ashamed. Of course not. Uh, so like older men, what? Yeah. <laughs> here's Jim. <laughs> older men who drive around with suitcases full of cash in their car. Got a jet. Right. Like, what am I going? Like, oh no, I'm straight. Okay, yeah, let's go. When else am I going to get on a jet? <laughs> All right. Here's Jim Ursay about crunching numbers, baby. Expectations are high here. Look. We're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000. All right, that means in the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare air. And we've earned being there. And um, uh, what we've accomplished speaks for itself. I don't, I don't have to crunch numbers to... To say what we've accomplished. Thank God. Thank God you don't have to crunch now. Do you? Hey, well, which, by the way, remember the math was wrong on that. The upper, the upper quartile, the upper quartile is top two. Top two. That, that, so, yeah. that, that's, that was going to be my question to you, Seth. Okay, legit question. Do you think Jim Irsay knows what a quartile is? I would think so. Do you what think was he, the actual stat at the beginning that he said? He, they have the fourth highest winning percentage of any team in the league is, since yeah. 2000. So which is the top half of the top quartile. It's the top half of the top quartile, right. So yeah. that leads me to believe... I think that Jim Irsay doesn't know that a quartile has number specificity to it. He just thinks it's a, it's a, oh, like a section. It's a strata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. well, like when you say decimation, technically it's ten percent. Yeah. Uh, but like sometimes you just say like, ah, oh, you decimated him. Like right. you don't, you don't use it exactly. Right. So he's, uh, no, he doesn't get a pass on that because he said specifically the upper quartile of the upper quartile. <laughs> to to be know? clear, I'm not giving him a pass. I'm pointing out how stupid he might be. That's okay. just, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that he's a billionaire. Yeah. That. <laughs> He's a billionaire that might not even – and anybody out there, if you don't know what a quartile is, no big deal. I Actually, I hesitate to almost explain it now that we've been making fun of him. But basically the top 25% or something, like a quarter, you know, the top 25%. Okay, what percent of our audience do you think doesn't know, think what, a, good, doesn't know what a quartile is? You know, that's, really? a good, that's understandable. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, Lots of people know. just have. There's a lot of really smart people that have trouble with math. I'm, you know? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm asking. I'm, it's, uh, I'm, I'm you just, can't change your own oil. I'm not smirking. Yeah. I'm, as far as you know, it's. Uh, um, one more from Jim Irsay. This is Jim Irsay sticking up for the coach that he had just fired that week. Frank Less Wright. than half the league, uh, 18 teams, including Pittsburgh, you know, haven't uh, had a winning season, been in the playoffs two out of four years, and won a playoff game. So. Um, uh, if, if anyone wants to kind of diminish anything that that coach did, you'd be wrong because your opinion really doesn't matter. What matters is is the facts. You know, we we live with those facts. Either you win or you lose. You know, the numbers don't lie, as we always say in the locker room. You are who you are. You are what your record is. Okay, talk about a cherry pick stat, Ben. Play the beginning of that one more time. Less than half the league, uh, eighteen teams, including Pittsburgh, you know, haven't. Uh, had a winning season, been in the playoffs two out of four years, and won a playoff game. Okay, what? What? Okay, he goes less than half the league, eighteen teams. The league is thirty-two teams. Less than <laughs> half the league is six. What is up with this guy's math? What the hell is wrong? Sean, what? Sean, he's a billionaire. <laughs> if I know one thing, it's that I've learned in my life. It's that if you're a billionaire, you also have wisdom in every other area of okay. life. Okay. Yeah. Like, why would you question a billionaire? Look at what he's achieved. Just don't dare tell me that our audience, people in our audience, may not know 
that 18 teams is not less than half of 32. Just don't it tell me that. It gets confusing when you start talking in double negatives the way you are. I've, I've, you're, you're a city slickster, fast-talking way. He's just a simple man from Baltimore and Indiana. I'm out here playing yeah. three-card Monty with everybody, yeah. Rolling dice, absolutely. John, yeah. this is a kid who was uprooted from his, I'm sure, very expensive private school in Baltimore. <laughs> Baltimore. And uh, he had to leave in the, the – his dad smuggled him in a moving truck oh in the middle God. of the night off to the, the vast wasteland that is Indiana. Listen to you. Okay? And then he had to figure out what was what, which quartile was what quartile, where half of this and half of that was. Yeah, still in, working on it, apparently. In a state where – Barely anybody can even read, okay? Less than half the teams in the league, including Pittsburgh, 18 teams. What, what, what was the drive-by? Play that. Ben, I know we're up again. One more time. Just the Less beginning. than half the league, uh, 18 teams, including Pittsburgh. Okay, you stop know, right half- there. What was it, what's with the drive-by on Pittsburgh right there? What did they do to him? What did they ever do to Jim Mercer? <laughs> less, than, less than half the teams in the league, 18 teams. <laughs> What was the so less than half the teams? So eighteen teams have what? Play it again, Ben. Less Play than it. half the league. Uh, eighteen teams, including Pittsburgh, you know, haven't uh, had a winning season, been in the playoffs two yeah. out of four years, and won a playoff yeah. game. Yeah, he so, just, so the thing, the problem is sometimes they say, "Look, I can relate." He gets turned around in the middle of sentences sometimes. In his mind, he was thinking about how less than half the teams have achieved what he's been able to do. Yep. But as he got stuck on that, visualizing that less than half the teams, he kind of flipped it up and started talking about what that uh, like that, that, that amount of people. I'll accept that yeah. as an excuse. Yeah. No, you're right. I'll accept that as an excuse. I mean, he knows he's just, he gets lost a little bit. A little bit. Little he's bit. an old man. He's, he's, is he old? He's, or is he, or is he's he like an old man. He looks like he's that? an old man who lives a young lifestyle. Yes. Yes. I, I got to be honest with you. That's why. That's one reason I know that billionaires are superior and should be trusted um, in everything, everything that they everything, weigh in on. Everything, right, right. Because so many of them, like Mark Cuban and others, like they do seem to be able to like continue to burn the – Burn the candle at both ends. A lot of energy. Somehow, yep. like long. I stopped being able to drink excessively about ten years ago. Yep. Uh, like ten kids. Not that you should, ever should, but I mean, like to the point where I get like like grand mal seizures and massive depression if I drink too much the next day. So it's uh, I, I'm impressed. I'm, I'm impressed. Imp- no doubt, no doubt. All right. Um, update on Demar Hamlin, and it's good news. What does this mean? What does this mean for the playoffs? Could we see an AFC title game? At NRG Stadium, that is next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 